Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is. Sutton United of the GM Foxhall Conference have put down First Division Coventry City, winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never one like this. But the whistle goes now. Delight for Sutton United, Sutton United for the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football, perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast, the Sutton Podcast. We're on the Sunday service, um, on time today, not new, not late, on a Sunday, it's doing doing as we should. Um, it's going to move around a bit because as you probably all heard, um, Rosie's taken a big interest in the Sutton United ladies, so it will depend on their fixtures as well. I get to do these now, um, but the podcast will still come out at roughly the same time. Um, don't forget to join in the chat. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. I can't remember the channel name on YouTube. It's a weird sequence of numbers, but if you find it, you find it. Um, join in on the chats. It's good to see anything that pops up. I think I've got the hang of it. Um, probably going to make a hash of it today if I do, but um, never mind. Uh, joining me today, we've got Julian, who is also Magnum and JR on the various different forums and blogs and whatnot. Hello, Julian. How are you? I'm good, Mike. Thank you very much. Yes. Very, very good. Just warmed up from yesterday, just about. So, uh... oh, well, I was nice and toasty yesterday. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure everyone knows because I haven't stopped moaning about it. <laughs> but um, so I don't know where to start really with yesterday. Um, I suppose we should probably get a controversial bit out the way. Um, mm. 1500 quid out of pocket. That's like 12 pairs of trousers, is it? <laughs> Yeah, so, so I heard, gutted that, that I left early. I waited and waited, and then um, I, 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 had to, I had to go. I said to Adrian, you need to do it on time, but he was running late, and uh, uh, unfortunately I had to leave. And then I, I think it might have been Mr. Taylor, by the sounds of things, that pulled out the wrong case. So I told him he owes me 1,400 quid. 
or twelve pairs of trousers. That's... Or twelve pairs of trousers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know. I'll, yeah. He can take me shopping in Paul Smith or somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> he can get some get, uh, get some new pairs. I need some new pairs. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure he will, as long as Paul Smith is spelt like Primark. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but on to the game. So um, just a couple of little things. Uh, as the teams were announced, obviously, I've said many, many times there's a reason why I talk about football and pay to watch football. But were you surprised to see Dave Chuck straight back in, considering Enzio had such a great game the other night? I wasn't really, to be honest. Um, if he was fit enough, which they... He obviously was. Um, he's the go-to man that um, Matt like. He's one of the first names on the team sheet. I reckon. So I, I, I'm, I wasn't surprised. Um, I don't think he had his best game at Stevenage. Um, the Stevenage um, players marked him out of the game quite well, but of course, then he did produce that bit of magic, the lovely cross for yeah. Richie to to head home. So, and we know that David's got that, and he did a few amazing runs yesterday. Um, so I, w I wasn't surprised, although NGO did have a cracking game on Tuesday. Um, yeah. but it is, um, it is a squad squad game, and I'm sure NGO will probably feature uh, more prominently um, on Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I obviously I did the, the whole fan hub thing, and I actually thought that we would start with NGO and Dave coming off the bench for the last 20 30 minutes, yeah, to just literally run his fresh legs at some very tired legs and um obviously changed northampton's game plan because as you say teams now plan to to double up on dave mostly um which would have thrown them a little bit not not to to start him yeah um, another one as i thought richie had a shout to start as well i mean obviously i love i love omar um but i do yeah. think richie had, had, had a little shout to start um with same kind of thinking of put him on batter 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 and then the last 20 30 minutes um Stick Omar on. Um, but onto the game. Mm. How, how was it there? It seemed quite nervy listening to it. <laughs> um, I, I think, that, well, the first half, I think, was a bit um, was a bit ordinary. Um, their, their keeper did an outstanding <coughs> save from Harry, I think it was Harry Smith. Um, really, really good save down low to his right. Um, but we we didn't quite get our passing game going. We we, we were miscontrolling it um, a little bit. Um, but Matt does what he does very well at half time. Has a word with the players, and they came out firing second half. Um, um, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes were excellent. And then the keeper did another brilliant save from Will Randall. And somehow it got stuck between his legs. The rebound, so he couldn't mm. put it in. Um, and, and, and we looked. Um, very good, I thought. And, you know, I've read some of the comments in the Northampton forum and, you know, they're basically saying that we were outplaying them and, and stuff like stuff like that, which is, which is good to see. Um, and, and we were very good. Northampton, of course, came into the game. They knocked the ball around very nicely, as as we found with all the League Two clubs generally, that um, some of the passing is excellent from, from these League Two clubs. They're quick and, and stuff. But... We have such a resilience and um in our team and, and, and we've got plenty of weapons ourselves so um it was a much better second half performance i thought um i don't think the tempo was quite as high as uh, tuesday i thought tuesday's game was was absolutely brilliant 
as a spectacle to watch, but also the tempo. Because I think Colchester are a decent side, and that, even though I think they're in a false position, and their the result yesterday at Salford sort of proves that. I think it's three 0 wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you know, they, they were very good against us, but we were all equally very good as well. And that was a cracking game. Um, so, yeah, we, we were much better second half, but of course, then we, the sending off sort of um, changes, <laughs> does make things very difficult for um, the 10 men. Um, and so you, you think, well, yeah, we'll take a point. And, yeah. uh, and people would be told again, to be fair, both people said, we would take a draw, won't you? And we said, well, yeah, absolutely. We didn't want to. We didn't want to lose to Northampton because that would have made them go above us. <coughs> would have gone above yeah. us. But if we'd got managed to get a win, then then we're having a bit of a gap, which would be nice. And there's, you know, the Tramia winning again, there is a bit of a gap between first, second, and those below. Um, so, but it, you know, it was a decent hard-earned point against a good side. Don't forget that they got relegated from League One last year. So exactly, you know, they're, yeah. going to be, they're always going to be up there or thereabouts. <laughs> so. We did before the game. Um, Claire and Charles and I were discussing it, and um, they obviously were going for a, a, an absolute goal fest. Yeah. I did say, I did say, well, hang on a minute. I think it might be the two managers tying it all up a little bit, and it could be very, very boring. So it's either going to be a nil-nil draw or a five-five draw. And I think they actually went for a, a, a one-nil win in the end. But um, it did seem that it was kind of we cancelled each other out uh, a lot. It was a bit of a chess game. Um, <sighs> I'm not sure listening to it whether even if we had the eleven men, it, it would have we would have got the win. I think it would have got quite cagey towards the end, and I think it probably would have petered out to a nil-nil eventually anyway. Um, yeah, quite possibly. I, I couldn't see. I, I, I felt that both defences played really, really well. Yeah, um, and they were they were so, they couldn't break us down. Um, they couldn't get past our defence. I mean, Dean Bazan's head. <laughs> nothing to do in the second half. I mean, yeah. there were some dangerous balls in and stuff like that, and some great clearances. But he didn't have a save to make. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and, and and likewise, really, their keeper didn't have too much to do. We had a few shots from outside the box, but I think they defended very well as well. Um, one thing I have noticed, and it, it seems to happen quite a lot, there's there were a lot of fouls that went unpunished from both sides. Mm-hmm. And there was one in the. Um, First half, Ben Goodliffe was pulling the guy's shirt off his back. I mean, and the linesman had a clear view of it. It was a blatant penalty all day long to them, and he, and he doesn't give it. But then they were doing fouls all the time as well. And they just, he just allowed play to go on. I suppose you don't want to keep on breaking up. It's a bit, a bit odd. You've got, I don't understand the laws of the game. When you've got the laws of the game, it's supposed to be a foul, and they don't blow up. Um, yeah, I mean, that's been said for many years, different levels of football about, oh, well, we can't do that because it'll be um, fouls every couple of minutes or would end up games with 7v7. It's like, well, actually, you wouldn't. It'd only happen a couple of times. Yeah. Once, if a Premier League game got abandoned because the ref was sending people off for the bookable offences that they just kept totting up, the sponsors in the league were not... <laughs> the players would soon start learning, no, we can't do this. I mean, there's things going on in penalty boxes which are just ridiculous at corners. Yeah. And the ref has a nice long talk to them, walks two paces away, and they do exactly the same thing straight away. It's like... Yeah, I mean, that happened yesterday quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, 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 and he had to keep on stopping and having a go. But he was very... Um, <coughs> he One thing he didn't like, which I don't see that often, but he kept on stopping the throwers taking um, gaining taking... yards. 
Yeah. Uh, saw that, you know, he might <coughs> see it a couple of times in the game, but he was doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. so he obviously didn't. He obviously didn't like that. And I mean, Northampton West Ham were getting quite a few yards on a few occasions because they got an absolute weapon of a, a guy with a massive throw. I mean, he launches it straight onto the, you know, uh, anywhere near the the touchline, near the penalty area. He, he launches it straight onto the penalty spot. I mean, mm -hmm. and at pace as well. Um, it was quite a quite a weapon. They, I, I should imagine they get a few goals from that uh, that that way. I mean, reminds me of. Um, George Carline, I think it was, uh, Chesterfield used to do that. And, and we struggled then uh, in those days, but we've seen, we coped very well yesterday with that. Mm. So what we really need to be doing is, I used to do in Sunday League, is every time we had a referee who used to make me fussy about a certain thing, I'd just make a little note. And next time we had that referee, I, I was able to say to the players, right, he's really fussy on this. Yeah. And it used to wind up the opposition knowing because we had a referee get fussy about the throw-ins and we would always be going, is this okay, ref? Is this the right spot? And then <laughs> they would always get pulled up and then they'd get nuts because we're never getting pulled up for it. And it's <laughs> that's because we've learned very quickly that this ref hates that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we need a need our little black book of what how goes on. But let's let's, let's go on to the to, to the subject of um for the probably the first time since I put out all these little uh tell me what you're thinking, um there was quite a lot of comments about the, the red card, obviously. Yeah. Um, so a few of them, I'll come back I'll to your comments in a sec and what you think, but a few of them. Um, so from the COCs on Twitter, um, I hope the bloke is okay after such a shocking challenge. There were a few laughing tear faces after that one. Um, surely that's going to be appealed after the suspension is ridiculous. So Tim on Twitter, then we've got a couple comedian, um, that's Mark on Facebook, comical, this is going to be revoked from Paul on Facebook. Can't see what tackle, what tackle he's talking about. That was Chris on Facebook. Um, then we've got Chalmers, who was saying, this is what happens in football nowadays. We try and deceive officials, convince them they've seen something that isn't there, what's happened up and down the country. Um, it happens Premier League and beyond. Um, there were some other comments from Ryan, Andrew and Gandamadian, um, but I'll leave out the swear words. So they were interesting. Um, what I couldn't understand, was the opponent manager he said in his interview he'd seen that and this is the, the video i put out earlier he'd seen the replay and he said he, he he went right over him didn't go for the ball and this is after he said he'd seen the replay um now i kind of see what the fourth official and the manager might have saw first view so if you watch it and try and imagine yourself from their angle mm. first view craig's leg does go down the player does pull his foot up and goes onto the floor. So you could kind of go, well, hang on, was that a stamp? However, I think the free kick was given because Craig picked up the ball. So I think the first the free kick was given because Craig sort of grabbed hold of the ball. So I think it was deliberate handball. Um, and then the fourth official went to call the referee over and said, obviously, he thought it was a stamp. But the ref was closer and looking at it from a different angle. So how, how, why, why doesn't he say to the, the fourth, no, I, I didn't see it that way. Um, I didn't mm. overrule it. Um, but you were on the, the curve, so you kind of had the same view as the ref, almost. Yes. How did it, how did it look to you guys? Yeah, well, um, and I've, I've obviously watched it back again, and, and it's obviously from the more or less the same place um, on, our, on the Collingwood Rex side. I know I can see exactly what Craig was doing there. He was trying to get his body between um, uh, um, shielding the ball uh, from the player. 
So he was going over, he was going to plant his foot down. That was the thing. So he went to plant his foot, and he's, he's then shielding the ball with players behind him, and he can't get it. He's got his arm out. Um, he's got his arm out, but it's not bent, it's straight. So there's no elbow. Um, it's a straight arm. Um, and again, he's using his body to protect uh, the ball uh, and, and stopping the player from getting there. That, that, that's how I saw it. And I can't, I've, I've tried to see where the stamp was. I couldn't see it. I couldn't, I couldn't see a stamp at all. From the other side, maybe they saw some contact. And that may be where they thought it was. Uh, what ha That's what happened. But he wasn't. He was planting his foot. He just got his foot yeah. across. He was going across to make himself big, <laughs> stop the player um, get, uh, getting the ball. And then, of course, he went down, handled the ball. The ball um, went out. And then the, one of their players booted it at him. Because yes. of that foot. And, yeah. of course, no action was taken. Um, so it's all a bit, bit odd. Um, I mean, it depends what's in the referee's report. Um, but it's just bizarre that the fourth official chose to get involved. <coughs> I can't recall. It probably has happened, but I can't recall um, the fourth official getting involved in something like that. But they, um, they always say, when the managers complain to them and say, oh, you, aren't you going to call anything? No, I can't, I can't get yeah. involved. It's up to the ref. Yeah. Well, either this is nonsense or that's nonsense. What You can't, you can't now have both. No, no, so, exactly. I mean, yeah. Very, very bizarre. And as you say, the referee was five yards away. Well, if he can't see it from there, you know, and we also had obviously the, the linesman on that side, obviously a different angle. But again, because they're mic'd up and we don't know what they're what they're saying to each what other. Saying, no, the fourth official, and the fourth official said, "Oh, it's a stamp. He's off. You got to send him off." And he yeah. took it on his say so. Well, well, you know, he's part part of the uh, the four officials, I suppose. So he's <coughs> well, not allowed to do that. But it, it, it's a bit odd, and it'd be interesting to see whether the club appeal or not. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a case for. I'm I'm being cynical now. A case for appealing it, and delaying the decision, uh, or the possible suspension, because they, a he'll be available on Tuesday, and b Harry's getting closer and closer to coming back. Yeah. So if we push back the suspension a little bit, even on the risk of it taking one more game, um, I don't know. That's probably being way too cynical. Um, whether it's worth doing that or not, I, I, I don't know, but um, I, I can't see it unless we're all missing something. We're assuming it's a stamp um, because yeah. of what the manager said, but it actually might be for something completely different. Um, so we'll, we'll obviously have to, 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 to wait and see. Well, and I'm seeing Craig's tweet and so, someone tweeted him and said, what are you sent off for? And he's, he's got the shoulders. <laughs> you tell me, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, and, I, and I know obviously the club have seen it all and various officials have seen it and they didn't see <laughs> what it was for um but you never know with these appeals it's the problem you know exactly you know if, if, if we were part of wales um you know like Wrexham, the appeal to the, uh, the welsh fa and it would get, it would get rescinded but um uh unfortunately we're not so we can't um, unfortunately i don't know anyway <laughs> um right so just before we finish on the game um i'm remembering this week who, who's your player of the day who's your ah. Good, right. So I, I was thinking about this during the game yesterday because I obviously knew that you were going to ask me this, and I was thinking, did you? Did, 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 more confident than anyone else was. <laughs> did, did anybody really stand out? And I was thinking, well, I don't know. Maybe I should be players of the day because I think the back five was superb. 
um, including Dean Bazanis and that. I think they were all superb to keep Northampton out because it did look dangerous going forward, but they really didn't get too near the goal. And I thought it was superb, but I think I think I'll go for Joe Kizzy. There was a tackle in the first half where you thought the guy was going to score, and Kizzy, oh, he got this absolute brilliant tackle near the penalty spot. And somehow comes away with the ball, I think, and it, or it certainly blocks the guy from shooting. It was absolutely superb. And I think Kizzy had an outstanding game, and he did a really good header right at the end as well when his dangerous cross came in. Uh, but, you know, you've got to say Louis John and Ben Goodliffe were outstanding as well. I mean, John, John was in the wars. I mean, he, he, got, he got kicked in the... Uh, well, actually, it was quite a high kick, actually, and the referee didn't do anything about it. And we thought, well, no, I think he booked him, but he, it, we were all shouting red because obviously Eastie gets in the red. But I think, you know, the whole of the back five were excellent, but I'd give it to Kizzy. I thought yeah. he was absolutely outstanding. And he put in an amazing cross, obviously, for um, Randall's um, header. Yeah. Um, well, the the commentary team on iFollow had, had picked him as man of the match as well. Um, oh, did they? Oh, and, right. Yeah, um, they picked him quite early, I think, probably after that tackle in the first half. And then it kind of that caught the eye and then everything he did, they were like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's definitely man of the match. Yeah. Um, but that's going to lead us very, very nicely on to the big game on Tuesday. Mm. Um, we are in the Pizza Cup and we are against Harrogate. And joining us now from Harrogate is Jordan. Hello, Jordan. How are you? Hi there. Very well, thank you. Are you okay? Grand, grand, grand. Um, so you guys have been in the Premier League. Uh, Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> my god I just jumped forward 30 years um so you guys have been in league two for a full year so you're obviously well used to all the traveling because you do the supporters club um so organizing all the travel you, you it's, it's old news for you is it that's right yeah i mean i've arranged the travel for about eight years for for our supporters club which is great i mean fortunately last season even though we could watch the games on on tv but we, we couldn't go so this is the Probably the first season, like yourself, that that we've been able to get to these uh, these new grounds, which is uh, which is brilliant, and um, get to games out like in the Papa John's Trophy, which again we weren't able to go to uh, to last season, unfortunately. So, how how's it been for you guys? I know you you, you basically you you are kind of twelve months ahead of us with the whole changing the pitch, having quite a small squad, um, getting used to playing professional full-time football how's it kind of been for you guys going to year two now um i think we're the aim is is probably similar to last season in that we do want to we want to stay up we want to be become a, an established sort of league team we don't want to just come up spend a couple of seasons in in league two and then go back down to the national league because we, we both know how difficult it is to to get out of the get out of that division but um it's been it's been new um very much different to non-league football uh, with the the segregation, and we didn't spend a huge amount of time in the national league either. So, we I think we spent two two seasons in the national league before getting promoted to <coughs> being in national league north, um, and that that was massively different to, to the national league. But we we seem to be coping all right. Um, like you say, small small squad, um, which has taken its toll recently until we've been able to bring some fresh bodies in um but yeah ch changing the pitch and uh, coming away from the, the 3g which which was fantastic for us and um, having having that at the club and and 
what it brought to the club and lots of new families because kids were kids were training on there during the week. So it's it's built us up as a club as well. Um, going from having attendances of sort of five six hundred a few years ago to to now, I think yesterday it was about two thousand six hundred against Oldham. So we're just growing. Um, we don't want to grow too quickly. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're just sort of building ourselves up, and hopefully we'll become an established league club. Yeah, it's, it's fairly well, almost exactly similar, isn't it, Julian? I mean, the only tiny, tiny difference is we didn't find it really that difficult to get out of the National League because we didn't even try. And <laughs> we got out of the National League, so <laughs> we can't say how long it took because we were trying. We never tried. We just accidentally got promoted. Um, but all, all that other stuff about the pitch and the, the families doing that is exactly what we've been saying. And one of our biggest worries, I was quite proud, really, when we got promoted and almost almost right away one of the big first concerns for everyone was well hang on a minute where are the ladies going to play where are the kids going to play where are the community teams going to play it was never ever about the first team because we all knew the first team were going to play somewhere and they were, they were going to mm. have a great pitch but it's all the knock-on teams um and it took a while because everyone kind of was assuming we didn't want our pitch to be ripped up because it was magic <laughs> wasn't it Julia? <laughs> Well, we, we, we were quite lucky because we had the, the 3G pitch at the ground, but then also we got a relationship with one of the, the nearby secondary schools where the club funded a 3G pitch there as well. So a lot of the sort of the evening where, where the kids would, would do the player development centre and they would have that every night of the week and um, sort of six aside, they were able to move all that to the um, uh, to this school. And I'd do know that the, the club have also got some planning permission as well on a, a plot of land just on the way out of Harrogate where they're, they're hoping to build a, a proper training facility. So at the moment, the, the team are training over over at Leeds, um, which is about 20 miles away. So having somewhere in Harrogate where the team can train, there's also ho hopefully be able to get some housing there as well, which can be used for, for players who, who are maybe on loan or... Um, coming over to the uh, coming out to the country, but and also, like I say, with the uh, with the children and and having that real sort of family club feel, and it, it's um, so that that that'll be a really good step for us, I think. Perfect, perfect. So going into this season, so you, you survived last year. Um, what were your what were your expectations, and how are we comparing to those at the moment? So at the well, before the season started, I would have been happy with essentially just staying in the league, um, possibly improving on on last season's finish, where I think we were about seventeenth last season. So we're, we're currently exceeding that. Um, we had a very strong start to the season, um, started very well, and, and as a football fan, I think it's just naturally you, you get carried away and think, oh yeah, we could uh, we could go up to to League One, which I'm sure you guys are. You guys are feeling at the moment, but um... no, 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 no. <laughs> We're all still. We got. We just ticked off forty-four points yesterday, and I can almost guarantee if I ask anyone, everyone's going to be like, "Well, two more wins, and we got to our fifty points." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's what we were doing last season. As soon as you hit that fifty points, then the um, the pressure's off. I mean, you, yeah. we've seen some poor teams in in the league i mean we we played oldham yesterday who were in all sorts of trouble and speaking with their supporters we, who were who were absolutely fantastic but i mean they were they were poor um 
Scunthorpe as well. So I think you you need to be not not particularly good to um, to to get relegated out of this division. So Jimmy, you you would have gone to the Harrogate game not last year, obviously, but a couple of years before. Or oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes. I've been to Harrogate a couple of times. Um, I've got a friend of um, a work friend of mine is a season ticket holder there. I'm looking forward to going up there and uh, meeting up with them and uh, uh, the last game of the season. It is. Um, <laughs> so that would be nice and sunny. But yes, um, yeah, I've been, I've, I've been there and um, I'm sure the ground has changed <coughs> since we last went um, uh, because, uh, because of the various improvements that they had to make. Obviously, they haven't got the 3G anymore for a start, but they would have had to um, make some other ground improvements like we are. Um, but I expect they got theirs done quicker than than us, although it's not our fault. It's, so, yeah, I was going to say, don't <laughs> we've got everything on order, it's just not been delivered. <laughs> yeah, COVID sort of got in the way, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, uh, it's frustrating because obviously we got 3,600, just under 3,600 yesterday. Um, and had we had everything in place, which we were supposed to have done, but COVID gets in the way, and we would have got over 4,000 yesterday. Because we're only restricted, I don't know if you know, um, Jordan, but we're only restricted to about 470 away fans at the moment. So, right. So, you know, Northampton obviously sold their allocation out very quickly. Um, but that should be going up to 1,400 by the end of the season, all being well. This is good because we've got Bradford last game. Uh, <coughs> uh, but but it makes a difference for, our, for us clubs and your club, I'm sure, with just the gates, you know, 2-6 is an excellent gate for Harrogate when a few years ago, as you say, we're getting fourth. 500 um and it just makes it just makes a massive difference in the atmosphere people people want to go i say my you know the, the, the business people that i know that they, they go now and i absolutely love it but it's only you know in the last couple of years and, they, and the kids go and they absolutely love it and it's a community club much like sutton it's very much like sutton i think harrogate and uh you know it, it's good getting all the kids involved it's brilliant yeah i mean i i I've always obviously loved bringing kids to, to football. I think it's, it's a great idea because they can have the freedom. I mean, I've, I've started, as I mentioned, taking Rosie to the ladies' um, side. And it's like a proper throwback to ages and ages ago because you can just wander around everywhere. You just let her run riot and shout and scream. because <laughs> It's like, you can't get out. You're fine. Go on, crack on with whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a bit difficult because when you're thinking about bringing her to the games and there's like 3,500, I'm like, oh, she's not going to see... Um, so you'd have to kind of try and get on shoulders and stuff. So it gets more difficult as it gets crowded. So it's like a double-edged sword with the, the big yeah. crowd. And, and where you stand, Mike, the language is a little bit fruity as well. Is it? Never noticed. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously I don't talk to anyone ever, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this have a little preview. What do we what do we feel about um Tuesday and uh, how, how do you guys feel about the the, the pizza cup in, in general, Jordan? Um, I know some people like it and some people really dislike the whole concept of it. Yeah, I love it personally. Um, <laughs> just from well, it's, it's another opportunity for um, clubs like us to to excel and and get to Wembley. I mean, we've missed two two trips to Wembley in the past two seasons, so. In our history, we played at Wembley twice, and both times we weren't allowed to take fans. We were both behind closed doors. So, um, 
probably the two biggest days of the the club's history as well. So to get there for a third time and and actually have fans there, I know <coughs> the club would would absolutely love that, and and we as fans would as well. Um, it's also, I mean, we um, we played away at Chef Wednesday at Hillsborough in the uh, in, in sort of the round uh, in the in the group stages, and just the opportunity for for our supporters to to go to a ground like that when sort of four or five years ago we were going to places like uh, Brackley and, and Leamington. So mm. it's uh, it, it's a great opportunity. I can see why perhaps more established clubs like maybe like Bradford, um, the, the bigger clubs don't like the idea of it because with the under-21 clubs coming in, which which I can understand. Um, but for clubs like us, uh, I think it's uh, a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Julian, you'll probably give an answer as well, very similar. Um, Money. Except, I was just literally going to say, <laughs> except all the Sutton fans sit there going, yeah, and it's 10 grand a win, and it's this much a win. <laughs> and, uh, um, so the money involved for us was, at first it was like, oh, yeah, we're not really bothered. And then when they started saying how much the prize money was, all of a sudden, uh, most of the older fans who've been around a long time, the ears just went, how much are we going to get for this? Um, I don't know if you guys are, are, are similar with, with, with the money at stake, but um, it's been great for us. It's been really, really good. Um, I jumped on the bandwagon quite early. Um, I think you were on possibly before me as well, Julian, weren't you? Did you go to the Palace game or not? Yes, I've been to all of them. Yeah. Uh, unlike someone like Dan Taylor, who's just... Um, sorry, I've got to get that in. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A, a Gandamonian blogger. Um uh, yeah, he, he's now jumping on a bandwagon, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, I've been to all of them, uh, and I, I've loved it. The only thing I'm surprised about, and I mentioned it on Saturday to a couple of people, sponsored by Papa John's. Why are Papa John's not having pizza vans at the grounds and stuff like that? I thought, you know, I'm surprised that <laughs> I'm surprised, you know, you don't get anything, you don't get anything for it. It's nice of them to spend spend the money, but I thought they might want to sell some pizzas or something, but. Get onto their marketing team. That's what it yeah. needs to. Do. Um, but I think I think we need a ruling because obviously I, I had bought my ticket and I've got my ticket for Tuesday, but I can't come on Tuesday because of the isolation rules. So yeah. I, I, I'm not jumped off this bandwagon. I'm still on it. I'm still allowed yeah, to come absolutely. to Wembley. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a massive um, game. It's a massive game for both clubs. I think and. Uh, you know, I mean, we've been very lucky. Um, we've been drawn at home every game. Uh, you, you know, uh, we've only we've only had to play away at um, at, at Portsmouth, um, and all the other all the other games have been at home. So uh, very lucky in that respect. So, you mentioned you're coming yourself, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a coach heading down. Unfortunately, our, we don't have the greatest number of supporters um we don't travel particularly well but the um the fans that we do have are, are certainly very passionate the, they do get behind the team and um, we've got quite a lot of uh sort of london-based supporters who i'm sure will be there so unfortunately we won't bring in massive numbers but um we will we'll have, probably have a similar amount to, to what was there in the uh in the league but yeah we, we've got a coach coming down and i'll be uh i'll be running that yeah, again, that's something that kind of will we'll just build um, as, as as both of us go along because 
we've had we've had games in the not too distant past. Um, I think was it Barrow a couple of seasons ago where there was like 13, 14? 13. We took 13, 13, 13 people at Barrow on a Tuesday night. Um, and that's not that long ago. In fact, mm-hmm. I think that was 2018. Yeah. Um, now we're all getting bigger crowds because you've got people who are casually interested, same, same as yourselves, a little bit like, oh, well, my main team's away. I'll pop down to Sutton. We, we've got a lot of ground hoppers coming to us at the moment because um, we're obviously a new, new ground. Um, and we've been lucky enough a couple of times where we've been the only London team playing and a lot of neutrals come along to us. Um, but even then, I think at Stevenage, we still managed nearly, is it four or 500? Yeah, just under 400. Yeah. So even then, it's kind of building up a little bit where the people who are just come along casually, just returning and returning, and they're just finding that little something which is different from if you go to Premier League, you're a customer. Um, and when you come to our level, you, you, you're not, you're, 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 you genuinely are, are welcomed and you're, you're made to feel like you, you belong there after just a couple of games, really. Um, but what, what are your feelings on the match itself? What, what do we, what do you think we're going to have? A, I would imagine both teams are going to put out their strongest side at this point now. I'd, well, I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, we, uh, we've probably put our, out our strongest team in each of the other rounds. So certainly no reason why not. We, um, we tried a new formation yesterday. So, uh, with sort of three, three, four, three with, um, sort of two, two wing backs, which worked really well, albeit it was against a, a pretty poor Oldham team. Um, but I was at the Sutton game earlier on few, about a month ago now, and I thought we, we played well and, um, we, we were unlucky not to come away with something from, from that game. So, that gives me a bit of confidence. What doesn't give me confidence is uh, I think I've been to your ground three or four times and uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's seen us come away with anything yet. So but hopefully that will change on Tuesday. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, yeah, your last two weeks, though, um, you've sort of had highs and highs and lows, haven't you? You've had uh, the 3-0 the yesterday, the slightly different formation against the team sort of down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the previous previous Saturday, it was... Uh, it's 4-0 against uh, Newport. Yeah, but they're, they're quite a good side as well, though. They're doing well. Uh, and we were abysmal, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you, can bring, you can bring that into tomorrow. <laughs> oh, <geez. Yeah. laughs> um, so what um, what are your thoughts, Julian? How do you think it's going to go? Oh, well, it's going to be it's going to be a close game, isn't it? Um Obviously, we don't know uh, what's going to happen with Craig Eastman, um, whether he'll be available or not. Um, but obviously, we'll find out on Tuesday. But if not, we've got Kenny Davis to come in. Um, he will do a job. Um, I suspect there will be a few changes for Saturday um, because it, we have a we have a quality squad, um, and anybody that comes in can can do a job. So I suspect Baldwin might start. Um, I think it's just going to be a very close game. Two very good sides. I mean, you know, I, much that a lot of our fans don't like Josh Falkingham, but he's a hell of a player. <laughs> uh, uh, his tenacity, uh, I do think he's. Uh, I think he's an excellent player. Um, and uh, for, for a man so little, about five foot two or whatever he is, he's, he really is a good player. And they've got some cracking players, Harrogate. Um, so it should be. It, it's got the makings of a good game. I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. 
Um, and uh, I just hope there's no controversy. May the best team win, Sutton. Um, and uh, um, no, just hope there's no controversy about dodgy refs giving a dodgy penalty or something like that. You know, you don't you don't want that in a in a quarter final of a cup game. The stakes are pretty high now. Uh, Fifty thousand pounds to the winner, semi final. Um, you know, at the stake, it's it's massive. Against you know, you look at the other sides that you could possibly play. Uh, in the semi-final, you know, some big clubs there, you know, um, and, and both sides will be desperately trying to get through. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see, but I think it's going to be a cracking game. And anybody who's podcast and thinking about coming, do come to the game. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it's going to sound harsh on both teams. But I actually would have preferred for us both to get one of the, the so-called big clubs who aren't taking it very seriously. Um, and then we could have both got past them into the semi-finals, um, rather than one of us having to to, to bow out at this stage. Um, but Julian, I'm going to ask you for a, a prediction. Oh gosh, you right. avoided okay. it. Yeah, yeah, you avoided it. Yeah, 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 I'll tell you yeah. what. We'll hear what Jordan thinks the game's going to be, and then we'll swing back for predictions from both of you. Uh, so, Jordan, how do you think the game's going to go? Um, we usually concede. Uh, I'll put it that way. So. Um, I think you guys will get a goal. Um, Julian mentioned there Josh Falkenham, who's been one of the integral parts of our rise up up the table. Uh, absolutely fantastic player. One of them that you love him to be on your team, but if you're playing against him, you must absolutely hate him. Um, bit like Robbie Savage. And, yeah. um, if if he has a bad game genuinely us as a uh, we, we don't do well whereas if he's on his game we'll we'll do well so hopefully he'll be on his game um i i'm hopeful um as a prediction i hate doing predictions for, for the match um but i'll go two two one harrogate okay uh julian yeah well i'm gonna go two one as well but unsurprisingly i'm going two one seven um uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, we don't normally go two goals, two games without scoring. So I think, I, I think we'll, 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 we'll certainly score at least one, but I, I'm expecting two, we'll score two goals, I think. And, uh, you know, we, we're strong up front. Uh, we've got some quality up front, um, whoever's playing. Uh, yeah, two, one, I think. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for a 2-2 two, two in normal and then we get through on pens. Uh, officially, I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Wow. If that happens, I'll claim the victory on that because I've, <laughs> I've only got one result right all season. <laughs> so let's not put any money on Mike's predictions. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to a nice little natural close there. Um, I would just like to mention, obviously, um, on the socials um, at Sutton Podcast, if there's anything you um, want to mention to me or you just want to share it, please do. Um, thanks. There's no one joined in the live chats because I did forget to check and actually there's nothing in there. Thank God. Um, but thanks to both of you for your time. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. And um, I won't see you on Tuesday for reasons I've mentioned a million times. It's not even getting boring to myself yet, but I'm sure everyone else is bored. Um, thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Cheers. Bye-bye. United! 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 United!
Podcast Network.